Welcome to episode 10 of People, 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 People Like Games. What's up, what's up, and welcome back to another episode of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And this is the show. Uh, how are you doing on this fine, sunny evening? Sunny evening. Not yes. really sure where you're seeing the sun. That's where we're going. That's where we're starting here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> starting up strong. Starting out uh, strong. Right at the gate. Right at the gate. Yep. Out here, it's 815 uh, the sun, unfortunately, goes down early in the winter. Sorry. Sorry to tell you, Solo. I don't see no sun. But I'm feeling pretty good, especially since I uh, had a good dinner and just yeah, excited to tell all the news in the gaming world. Yeah, all the news. All of the important news that seems very, very important for <laughs> to, your Friday. To the world spinning. <laughs> in, in, in relative terms, it, it, it may not, you know... In relative terms, it may not be world-defining, but that's neither here nor there. So let's just get into whoa, whoa, whoa. it. Whoa. Sorry, man. Audio just went crazy. Well, you good? Is it working? Yeah, I'm good. Are you good? Yep. Let's do it. Bring it back. All right. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors 9 is coming out in February. It is the first installment of the game in five years but it's coming back with a couple of changes uh the primary one being it's open world uh oh you, sweet really yeah exactly it's, and so oh. not too much has changed you could still take on those sort of major one-on army combats but it also gives you the ability to sort of do these sort of side quests and be able to win over armies before you go over war before you go after warlords which is pretty awesome because you know i i fucking love dynasty warriors i thought it was so fun you remember when they made like the gundam version of dynasty warriors uh i just remember crushing so many people and just binging it at your house to be honest so there's there's just so many fond memories of dynasty warriors so many is, yo, what, is it coming out on console or like which consoles it's coming out computer? on xbox and pc actually i don't know which exactly consoles i could find that out right now um i thought it was a ps4 but if it's the case then yeah ps4 xbox and pc oh sweet yeah Yeah. getting it from there's like like no uh console exclusives anymore it's not really a thing uh in the few games i feel like halo i don't know what ps4 has dude they got a lot they got a lot of exclusives that's spider-man do more like indie creative content i'd say yeah and spider-man which is going to be sweet god of war obviously god of war, is just yeah. for ps4 also true like right. you got halo for xbox like there's a couple i mean console right you come with exclusives so yeah uh, it's a competition but that we'll is yeah. neither here nor there but next up breath of wild uh it has overtaken ocarina of time as the most uh sold console game in japanese history which is <laughs> kudos kudos that's pretty sweet it is Dude, good for them man i mean it's not surprising the market's way bigger now than it was back then uh it's pretty cool True. i still think about the wild so they rebooted over in time a couple times so like just knowing that 
a modern game with the modern console is doing so well, especially in Japan where Zelda hasn't been the most popular franchises in, in comparison to obviously Mario. Or yeah, Pokemon or but at the same time, I thought, you know, I still think Breath of the Wild is a little overrated, but Nintendo does by far have the most iconic level of people or level of people, level of uh, original characters and intellectual property by far yeah by far yeah uh but but i agree with you in terms of in what japan has brought to the table in the video game world yes they have the most creative content for sure definitively Um, anyway next up let's stay in asia with uh ubisoft partnering with tencent uh apparently they already had a little bit of a a partnership with them, given that almost 16% of the Chinese market plays in Ubisoft game. Uh, they're apparently just expanding uh, to create a social media app called Wakesin and add a few games onto there. Um, it's pretty interesting. I feel like between this Lego, I'm sure Disney's going to end up with a partnership with them. Riot, I feel like you have to go. You have to go through Tencent if you want to be able to release a game in the Japanese, in, in, excuse me, in the Chinese market. Uh, yep. th- that's sort of ridiculous. I, that's. I don't know. That's don't ridiculous know, to I me. Agree. Just hey, if you got a monopoly, <laughs> you got it right. Granted, sixteen percent is not a monopoly. I mean, that's I mean, that's 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 just their market share over as a, you know user. That doesn't discount Tencent. They probably had a part. They had a partnership with Tencent before this. I'm sure they're. You have to pay Tencent, and then you can release a game. They, I mean, Tencent's the conglomerate. They probably have like a hundred percent of the Chinese market. Uh, there's definitely I know there's some weird weird laws over in China in terms of what can be released uh, to the public and whatnot especially since you know they censor everything but yeah in this case man Tencent I've definitely seen everywhere you know I got into MOBAs I know this is a little off topic but I got into MOBAs and I realized that Arena of Valor is made by Tencent also yeah you didn't Arena know that Arena of Valor I had like I mean I see I see the icon every day and that's why I put it together after we did our last episode but it was just crazy because they have the rights to Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and like all of these DC characters. So you're talking about how Disney's got to get step up their game in the Chinese market. Apparently DC has already done that and like given the rights to Tencent to use them in the game. So I'm playing a MOBA and I'm running around as Superman. It's kind of sweet, actually. <laughs> That's actually really pretty cool. cool. I'm surprised they wouldn't push that more. I feel like that would be a, a pretty fun game to play. And mm-hmm. that does make sense. I'm, I mean, Marvel pretty much dominates though when it comes to box office so like if you look at uh every single one of their movies the what they do in china i mean it doesn't compare to the originals like transformers and uh what is it need not need for speed uh fast and the furious are the two biggest movies in china by far right 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 but that's why if you look at all of these movies you know the the more dialogue there is in a movie the less likely it's going to be a smash in those markets in the foreign markets just want to see action baby exactly they want to see action and they have action and you need enough dialogue for there to be a subtitle translation that's legible anything more than that it becomes confusing (laughs) and i know for a fact i know Uh, that for a fact because i've seen it with people and it's like 
it, it, they're not going to go. And that's why this, the new Star Wars movie bombed over there because it was all talking. It wasn't like, right. you know, punchline this, punchline that. Hey, let's they were go. too ugly, apparently. I saw those headlines. Yeah. You just had Adam Driver <laughs> being too ugly. <laughs> it is all his beams coming out. That's funny. So I think we're a bit off topic. Sorry for bringing us down this rabbit hole, but yeah. it, I thought it was funny. Tencent. The ten cent. I wonder who the ten cent of the American market is. That's a real question. I know Disney. Uh, I think Disney is like a a not not yeah. Disney is like a its own version of an intellectual property uh, monopoly. Now I don't think they should be allowed to buy anyone else. I don't know, man. They they own everything. They own everything. So it's gonna be what is it? End of the world. It's gonna be Google versus Amazon versus Disney. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Dude, Amazon's going to win. I watched an interview with Actually, Jeff Bezos and he said one of his product managers came and he gave him the numbers for the third quarter. And he said, that's cool, but that's unimportant because I'm thinking about the number of three years from now. Yeah. Wild. That guy is going to win. Amazon is Amazon is our, uh, what's that uh, Terminator thing? Skynet. Yeah, Skynet, Skynet. Yeah, good call. Anyway, BioWare is delaying their flagship game Anthem to 2019. Uh, apparently, it was scheduled for fall 2018. I remember watching it. I think it was at E3 convention last year. Uh, it looked pretty cool. They showed a little cool four-player team demo, uh, but now they're pushing it back to early 2019. Funny enough, in the article, uh, they say that one of the developers on the team is quoted as saying that the original release window was never realistic. Which, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, I think I that's. Think that's a, I agree. I can agree with that. Right? Obviously, but it's at like, the same time, that it, this is the exact thing that they're talking about. Like now they're freaking out because they have a ton of pressure on them because with EA getting, you know, beaten up over Star Wars Battlefront, like there's a lot of pressure on this game to be and the failure of Mass Effect Andromeda. It is like the game and if this game flops like you know Sorry Bioware. Sorry Bioware. Made some cool games in the past, but like yeah, no, I feel you. I think there's definitely uh in this case there's definitely a lot of backlash they're having to work around. For, to please EA and to please the customer base, but um, I think you know, to please EA is to un- say that again. Go. No, I go was going to say to please EA is to make the customer base angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like That's exactly. What <laughs> yeah, in in less words, just no microtransactions. No just microtransactions. Exactly. Just give us a full game. Okay, give us a full game that works on launch that with the network right <laughs> it doesn't crash day one um unlock everything right at the get-go or if it's like a game that progression is involved which of course it's going to be give us the ability to unlock everyone in a reasonable amount of time as opposed to paying for them yeah exactly but, or allow well, simple mechanics gonna- like local fucking multiplayer which i don't think dragon ball fighter z is going to have Talking about I, you can't sit next to me and play. You serious? Yeah, exactly. Whoa, whoa! Exactly. A fighter game that doesn't allow you to play locally—that's insane. Yeah, hold on. And uh, let, let, let me just double check this before I back check before I go <laughs> on that. <them. 
We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna double check this before we double down. Stand by. Local versus mode. Nope. What? That's interesting. That's that's insane. That is the epitome oh, of modern gaming. Wait a second. I don't know. I found a con- conflicting article by Twinfinite. How to play local multiplayer with friends in Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Look at it. Did it say article to create a private game? You, you need to, to make. You need to know that. Can't even speak. You'll need to make your way to the local battle area towards the back of the lobby. Simply move your character around there. Speak to the guy in the circle. They'll now have the option to begin a single player between you and tournament. So I think you can. Maybe two BD, TBD, TBD, TBD. We'll wait to see on that one. That'd be interesting. I'm gonna have a lot of complaints if that's not the case. Speaking of, it seems so asinine, man. It does seem asinine if that's the case. I'm gonna be really upset because I don't see anything that confirms the fact that there is a local multiplayer, which makes me think that there might not be a local multiplayer. But we shall see. (laughs) Speaking of botch betas in the vein of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Sea of Thieves thus far looks gorgeous. Looks interesting. Looks looks boring. What do you think? No, I I think it looks looks really cool. I'm definitely a fan of those games that require cooperation and teamwork. It's always better playing with friends. I think, especially modern market, everyone has access to internet, unlike back in the day. And it's just it looks cool, but unfortunately, like most betas these days, (laughs) so they have to extend the data or extend the beta. I can't even speak extend the beta there we go that's it i'm just surprised it took this damn long for more pirate games to be made because i feel like that is the same thing with the uh upcoming open world uh open one piece game it's like yo what what context is there better than pirates for an open world game maybe the water portion of things is difficult to make so you know i i imagine that Development on that part is difficult, but do you think this game has the ability to go PUBG viral? If the fact that it was the most streamed game on Twitch for the the week for the day uh, of its release is I, an indication. I do think so. Yeah, I, I think Twitch has a lot of people who are willing to stream. Obviously, the views like I'm just looking at it now. Shroud has thirty thousand people watching him play Sea of Thieves, and I feel like those thirty thousand people will probably maybe half of them will buy the game. Let's just say like a safe number, half of them buy the game. Like that's a big chunk of change. And then you extrapolate that out. This is just free publicity for them, especially with the, the use of streaming. And I think it could be just the cooperation involved, man. Something like a destiny raid, nothing really beats that feeling of playing with your friends and like coordinating and working together and actually accomplishing a goal. So that I can. That explains PUBG, the reason why it's so exciting is just you can play with your squad up <laughs> yeah. and you got to protect each other. For 100%. reals, you only got one life. And so, in a ship, that'd same be Same idea cool. with Sea of Thieves. Do like raiding right? shit and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a life for me. I think we're both getting excited just talking about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> it would be interesting. I'm, I'm curious how it'll compare to Skull and Bones, which makes me think that it's sort of a... Uh, Fortnite versus PUBG comparison that'll end up happening. Or Sea of Thieves has a bit more of a, a Fortnite vibe to it to me. 
Yeah, like, makes even initially. Remember back when when we were playing in like October when PUBG beta was out initially, and I was like, "Yo, Fortnite's pretty interesting. It's sort of like a cartoony version." And it makes sense that yep. version is going to blow up. It was just more accessible to a wider swath of people. Accessibility. Free. It's also free. Three ninety nine. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Same reason. Uh, same reason that. What's it called? Is one of the biggest games in the world, or the biggest game, uh, League of Legends? It's the fact that you are right, right, free to play. If, if they made Overwatch free to play tomorrow, you you triple the user base, easy. Totally but, agree with that, actually. Yeah, and then just get your money from the cosmetics. You you could you would I would more quickly spend more money on a game if I did not have to pay for it initially. Right. If I'm yeah, like, oh, you're going to keep I, updating this. Yeah, I'll keep paying like whatever. Like even if they made it a service and you know, I wouldn't pay for an Overwatch game service. But regardless, if they made it free to play Overwatch, if you really want to expand the Overwatch League, free to play, free to play. But get more people. To be in it. Yeah, I yeah. see that. Yeah. Just expand, expand the people who would be able to play. Because if you watch like we're about to you know talk about the Overwatch League a little bit, like if you're trying to watch the games, it is to a certain degree difficult if you've never ever seen a game. But if you compare that to Counter Strike Go, Counter Strike Go is relatively simple. There's not a lot of explanation that you have to do. You could sort of extrapolate it if you end up watching it enough times. Right. If I watch Overwatch, same characters, just different guns. Exactly. Overwatch is much more complicated. Different characters, different positions, different goals. They need to. Exactly. I, I think the solution for them is still a dynamic camera that allows you to just choose the players you want to watch. That'll make a huge difference. I agree. So you can follow your favorite players. I think the problem would be uh, just the network throttling and th- thresholds on each character and being able, like having a server that can handle, what is it? It'd be like 100,000 spectators say on the same guy because that guy just happens to be the best in the world. Just that Oh, so they do that on Twitch like on a daily it. basis. They do. No, I agree with you, but Twitch has an infrastructure built for that. I don't think they've done that yet. I but definitely think it's coming out. They the could, there's no reason for them not to inclu- not to add it as a service. I'm just saying it. I think it takes time. I think I don't. It does don't take disagree. time. I agree. I think but they they've impl- so this is what we're gonna talk about right now, which is they just made a couple of map changes um, to the Overwatch League, which was pretty quick. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, there was a game with the Dallas Fuel versus Seoul. And they ended up going into sort of like a throwaway fourth map because it was just for points. It didn't really matter. Uh, and so they just changed up the uh, order of the maps going from escort, assault, control, and hybrid to hybrid, assault, control, and then escort. And if you watch the past two days yesterday, the Valiant beat the gladiators after coming back from two nothing. Um, and that was only possible because on the fourth game, it was, it gave them the ability to get back into the game. If that makes sense. And to push it to no, a fifth right. game. There's no, no chance of a tie. So they could actually win. Exactly. Yeah. So that happened. Then it happened again, twice today with the upsets when the spitfire loss and the Excelsior lost. So that's an example of a, a quick turnaround. I'm not going to, uh, you know, discredit 
their achievements. Uh, that's why I think they overall. <laughs> no, I, I feel you. It's just it's definitely different. Let's be honest. Switching the map order in a game that's already has those maps versus developing a whole new viewing scheme so that people can can see the player that they want. I mean. But I, I mean, they have to do something. So there was the fourth week and I was watching and a majority of those streams were averaging under 100K. So from going to 425,000 viewers on opening day to now averaging 75,000, do you, what do you think? Do you think that's too low? Like to me, they got to make some changes. Like they got to implement some interesting dynamics into it because at this point it is slightly repetitive unless you're playing. Right, right, you know, right. And it, I think... Um, I, I know the maps. I know the situation. I might change it up a little bit. Right. I definitely... I think I expected it to drop down a lot. It's just... We live in a an age where digital media... It's just... It's that whole... Um, what is it? Thing. It's just... We live in a digital age and people can go view whatever they want for their entertainment. So you get bored much, like, much quicker, I think, nowadays. I say you get bored is because your attention is drawn to 17 different things. Your phone just got an alert, so you're looking down. People just don't want to spend time watching that. Especially a video game where there are many other shooters and first-person shooters and stuff like that. So uh, until a championship comes around, I don't think you'll see a viewership spike at all, right? Yeah, that could be true. I think I'm not going to disagree with that. I still think our rotating cities idea was good. I had another idea, which was to ban a player or two every week that you can't use. Not like ban, but like, you know, you can't use Widow and Roadhog this week. And then the following, you know, just random two players and then they have to adapt to that. Uh, That would be interesting. Just, uh, it's the same way in a MOBA, you'd lock out characters. I agree. Yeah, I think Riot does that. Yeah, Riot does, I mean, Dota does. It's like when you draft, you can draft characters, and that would be cool if you could do that as well. Yeah, I agree. Still, Overwatch definitely has. They have so many things in the works. I'm sure. For oh, it's, it's it's only going to get better. This is a great baseline, but they definitely need to, right. you know, not be worried. But it is the lowest it's gotten to, and it's been a steady progression downward. It it did climb right. up to six, and there were the, probably the best day of games all season were today. And last night, uh, tomorrow night again is going to be the best match of the season, though. Soul versus uh, Excelsior. Actually, Excelsior. that's a little different now because they lost. So now it's like not two undefeated teams going up exactly. against each other. Yeah. So it's a funny meme. Uh, it was like all the Korean teams, <laughs> and as a girl, and she's like, "I can bleed." It's the Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But uh, I'm I'm happy. Huh. A little bit of parity in the league it makes it a lot more interesting because going into this week it was like, all right, Shanghai's the worst, but the three Korean teams are the best, and then everyone else is just a jumble. And so I prefer this. Yep. I'm more interested. Some, some diversity. Yeah. Change it up, and I don't mean players i mean <laughs> gameplay teams you need to switch up who's winning who's losing and what i mean by that is it's not like you can force that but yeah. it's just more exciting for yeah. you obviously agreed. 100% agreed more competition let's do it more anyway. competition come on blizzard yeah exactly make it more interesting it's just not 
as interesting at the moment. But anyway, uh, next up, a little bit of an interesting story. Twitch won a $1.3 million lawsuit against ViewBots. And so California judge ruled in favor of uh, Twitch in a $1.37 million lawsuit. Uh, the case was against the creators of a ViewBot that artificially inflates a Twitch channel's numbers of viewers and followers. And so it was a married couple. Uh, and so the married couple were sued for deemed guilty of trademark infringement, breach of contract, unfair competition and violation of the anti cyber squad and consumer protection act, which is a fucking joke because they don't even go after companies like that. And for those sorts of violations and they can go after a, a couple. So they had to pay Twitch $55,000 in damages and a further $1.3 million for the profits they made from their illegal bot. They were charging 760 bucks a month. Uh, they said that uh, the scam basically unfa- made it unfairly easy for streamers to earn money, not just from their content, but from the streaming platform partner program, which opens up additional monetiz- monetization options and the chance to work with external brands. Uh, it, it's that was a, been an ongoing lawsuit since 2016. They had actually won a separate case there, and the two rulings taken together makes it a little bit of a uh, snafu uh, for these sorts of companies. There's like a whole sort of black market where you could buy viewers, followers, etc., and the ability to now pull those out is actually going to make a lot of the streamers who might have been popular seem suddenly a lot less popular. So (laughs) yeah, that's going to be awkward when that happens. It's like when Twitter used to do sweeps of fake followers and people would lose like 10,000 followers. It was like, damn, that's awkward. Dude, wasn't it millions of followers? Like millions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Half of Justin Bieber's followers were were fake. Yeah. Oh wait, that was on Instagram. So it went down from like 70 million to 35, but you can mean that's still a shit ton. That is a shit ton. I think there or at least who got popular from this service are still going to remain popular. Yeah, uh, oh, of they, course. They have loyal fan bases. Yeah. They have people who are subscribed to them. It's not a big Man. deal. I actually don't think the top views that you see, the people who are on and make the most money, I don't think they use that service at all. Yeah. At least, you know, I would like to think that. But at the same time, Hey, I don't know, man. Guys who <laughs> inflated your numbers is pretty smart, right? <laughs> Until you got caught. It's not a bad, making not a a bad idea. Cash. As long as the people right. who, aren't, who, smart, aren't, yeah. who aren't doing it don't get in trouble because you shouldn't get guilt by association. That'd be ridiculous. Now, last up, actually, no, second to last up, uh, this is an interesting story as well. Uh, The GPU prices have more than doubled as the cryptocurrency craze accelerates. If you have not heard of Bitcoin, all the better. It's stupid. It's all a Ponzi scheme. Don't listen to it. But crazy, the, it's not a, a scheme. I mean, it's the smart idea, and especially what it's supposed to be doing. Um, what it is like is a unranked- group of people who own a lot of these coins benefiting from the volatility of the market. And so, there's no uh, regulation. There's no anything. It's they call it the Wild West for a reason because like you just throw money and you either get or you don't. It's just you know it was it's cool because all the transactions are public so you can see where the money's going and what i mean by that is like there's no way to hide it and everyone has to verify that 
the transactions have happened. So yeah, but if really there's coins popping up no everywhere and the concept of all of this is that there's a finite amount of this shit and that's what it derives mm-hmm. its value from, well, then they just made its inherent purpose irrelevant. And all it's doing is driving up the price of GPUs, which are now being sold for almost double of what they are, you know, retail priced at. MSRP. Yeah, yeah. like the, well, you know. NVIDIA, AMD, like if you're trying to build your own computer, like you're just screwed. You're better off just buying a regular built computer, which, you know, it's going to help a lot of companies, but. Hey, uh, it's kind of cool because there's regulations on those. So I was reading the article. But what's the difference yeah, between really- GPU and CPU anyway? It, it, why would I need it for fucking Bitcoin? Anyway? Central processing unit versus graphics processing unit. I mean, relatively similar right they both process data and process all the zeros and ones that come through your computer and do stuff however um say like the example that i was given is so imagine you have to multiply three numbers together right Mm -hmm. if you take a cpu and multiply three large numbers together the cpu would probably beat the gpu although both of them will get the job done okay so say I had to multiply like a six digit number by six digit number by six digit number, a CPU would do that faster than your graphics processor unit would do. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That makes sense. However, say you had to multiply hundreds of thousands of them. You had three numbers, but a hundred thousand computations to be done at the same time. A graphics processor unit is built to do calculations in parallel, which is how it could render all those pretty graphics for you in real time, much better than a CPU can. And that's the difference. So with Bitcoin, what you're trying to do is you're essentially just doing math, a whole bunch of mathematics all the time. And GPUs are essentially built to do a lot of different computations at one time, which is why they're much better at mining coins than a CPU would be. And it's why people want all of these GPUs because they're taking like four of them, putting them in their computer and just literally running computations to develop new blocks and coins for whichever, you know, uh, cryptocurrency they're going after at that time. Bitcoin is already maxed out. So they're essentially just trading all that stuff, I think. But you have Ethereum, you have, you know, what is it? Like 24 other cryptocurrencies Ripple that you could be mining. Ripple right and this and that and the other, yeah. Right. So the GPUs are going up because they're really good at making the math. And don't get me wrong, like I heard about this a couple of years ago and I didn't want to get into it. You know, I just didn't care too much. But a couple people, they bought a whole bunch of graphics processor units and they were making... They made back their money within the first month of making the purchase. So they spent like $2,000 on a whole bunch of equipment and new computers. They went ahead and they started mining stuff. And because of the GPUs that they were using, they got their $2,000 back the first month. And every month after that was just profit, right? Wow. Just profit, profit, profit. And that's at the prices at that time. If they held on to that shit, and because of it skyrocketing recently, this past year, <laughs> dude, they, I can't even imagine how much can't money they made. Imagine. So, yeah, uh, everyone made a mistake. Under, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be evaluated like this. It was speculators that came in and. Right. It was. Hey, they realized uh, there's no volatility in the stock market. So let's go make our let's go make our coin elsewhere. And all you need to do is <laughs> you just take. Yeah. What's it called? There's a term for it. And I actually it's slipping my mind right now. But a whole group of people decide they want to buy a whole bunch of Bitcoin right now. Mm-hmm. It obviously jacks up the price, but 
they wait for the people behind them who are like, oh, I see the price going up. I should buy now. Those people jack it up even more than those initial investors sell mm. because the price Shorting. is higher than they originally bought up to. And then, yeah, they make they make profit, man. Rinse yeah. and repeat. You can make profit. Rinse and repeat. And that's what I think it is, which is large amounts of people or coin holders in tandem trying to sway the market, selling off. And when the sell-offs happen, it dips the market and then everyone sells and it hits a low and then they buy and then it gets a high and then it hits a low. You see what I'm saying? Like that volatility yeah, no, it's built just, in. It's a stock market. It is. It's just more volatile. And but the blockchain every day. technology it's, is it's like gambling. Right. The blockchain technology is valuable because it's you cannot break the code. Yeah, exactly. And it's different. It's different than the regular stock market because it's public. So all this trading is happening and everyone can see it versus, I guess, other weird rules. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a broker, so I don't know how the stock market works too well. But um, I don't know. Cryptocurrency is definitely here. I think it's going to stay. And uh, it's super easy to buy into it, man. You download Coinbase on your phone, you link up your bank account, you buy a coin or two. Like, yeah. You just sit there and watch, and then you sell it later, and you have money in your account like you would in a Venmo account. You know, yeah, until you cash out. You don't me. really need to pay taxes. Yeah. Just sit there. That's so, true. Uh, well, it, it, yeah. if, it, if, it, if it's too good to be true, it likely is, so. But well, I guess we'll see. I guess we're going to see on that one. It's definitely going to have some valuable aspects, but a majority of it's going to be trash. <laughs> like, maybe, like a majority maybe of it. I don't know. Anyway. Again, like other things, TBD. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to take over here. There's something I wanted to bring up, and it was actually pretty cool because as we were researching topics today, came across this article, and it's just about you know this being a game show. Talked about Japan and recently how you know Breath of the Wild was the most popular game. This article highlights sort of the different design styles of games in the East versus West. And I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. It's pretty cool. As you go down, um, there are three main topics that are sort of inherently different between games in Japan and over here. And one of them is visual style. Another is RPG stories and protagonists. And the last one would be linearity versus choice. So talking about this, right? Uh, you see like a visual style of these Western games that we make over here. You got the Witcher, Halo, Uncharted, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Call of Duty. They're like, you have these realist, realist environments, right? Um, usually male characters and, um, they're kind of dark versus the games that sell best in Japan, which are like Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Pokemon, The Legend of Zelda, and Mario, which is very gamified, very bright colors, right? So you can see one is more violent and dark. One is gamified and light and happy. So that's... Yeah, it's sort of interesting because you look at the same way that uh, the the consumers at the same age and what they're going to be playing. So you find an 18 year old, he's in America, he's playing one of those games that you mentioned. And mm-hmm. if you find one over there and it's sort of curious, uh, it's, it's definitely the, you know, obviously growing up with anime, that's, a, that's, that's sort of the yeah, basic one, sure. but I guess then violence on t- violence and sex on television here in the West is what then translates into gaming as well, because right. And I guess they don't. I guess Japanese games don't very often use just a regular human 
as their protagonist. Uh, like, I don't know. This is actually pretty cool. Next point, right? You're going down to the protagonists. Oh. Japanese games usually have, uh, usually have like, I guess, younger heroes, if that makes sense, like children or something that, and they have to beat uh, a celestial deity or a godlike villain is what this article is stating. They're usually children and have special powers and unrealistic hair. Obviously, you see all those people in Final Fantasy that have the per- perfect flow. Yeah, and they look always. like they're seven, seven, seven years <laughs> old, but in the body of a man, and it just doesn't make any sense. Super duper. Where in flow. Western Western games, yeah, you got middle aged men, rough, strong looks, uh, really doing what they need to do to save the world. Yeah, I guess you'd say like the Uncharted series and stuff like that. All these things, all the goals and the drivers for these games are much more personal and vengeance and love interests, that kind of stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, I think, yeah, these things are definitely culture differences. A lot of it stems from culture differences. And I think that's what you were getting on with the visuals and stuff like that. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, like you said, you growing up with anime and growing up with Pokemon would lead me to like those kind of things. Granted we did, but I agree. I agree. And it's totally different. But it also makes sense because like when you're playing a game here, I don't expect Call of Duty or Counter-Strike, like we were saying, like earlier in the day, Counter-Strike to be big over in Japan. And I think that's primarily a function of the culture, which is it'd be interesting, which is Japanese is if you if you look at the correlation of how many armies or the militarist, you know, military or militariness of a country, let's use that fucking word for now, um, in comparison <laughs> to the sales of their video games of a violent nature, because I'm going to assume all the shooters are sold here. And then in Japan, they're not going to be a guy with an AK-47 gunning another person down. It's going to be you as a wizard shooting a gremlin or whatever demons demons yeah, yeah. More demons goblins trolls whatever exactly yeah it's it's more interesting because uh, it's more fantastical and I, I i feel like nowadays animation is sort of the most enjoyable form of art mm-hmm. because movies and it, movies in particular they do the same thing it it's the heroes are just middle-aged men look at every single comic book movie that's sort of come out minus the recent spider-man movie it's all just was relatively middle-aged white dudes wonder woman okay bro come on man i forgot i haven't seen it she's a female oh man it's actually hey it's the best dc movie i'll give it that i don't know if it means much to you dc eu because dark knight's the best movie (laughs) in from dc okay that's a good point but it's just but it's never comparable i know which one people are saying um I that's do need to get around that's to seeing That's a given. Everyone knows that movie. That movie's great. Come on. No. Yeah. Well, first of all, Suicide Squad was way, way, way underrated. One of the best movies of the last I five you. years. I hate you right <laughs> now. I fucking, I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh, you know, no, no offense. Like, okay. You just turned away the three viewers that we actually had. Not three viewers, three listeners. Well, you know that what? Just, that's, it it's terrible. good and damn well that they know that Suicide Squad is maybe, with no exaggeration, a modern Citizen Kane. And Okay. Um and your opinions are no longer valid. Moving on to the last point, just the difference between East and Western games. 
uh, one of the big things is apparently in Japanese games, which actually, yeah, I've played a decent amount of Japanese games. The the option versus choice, or not really the option, but just the design of the game of linearity versus choice. It seems like Western consumers of video games want more choices in their games. You can see it in Fallout. You can see it in Assassin's Creed, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, right? You can really tailor your character into what you want it to be. Um, you could go around to different planets whenever you want to. You can go to different zones and fast travel wherever you want to try to progress the story and take whatever side quests you want. Versus in Japan, there's a very linear story, and I take that from like all the Final Fantasy games, right? There's mm-hmm. not too much you can do left and right. You just you can tailor your character, but the story progresses in a linear fashion versus these much more open-world Western games, and that was actually a pretty cool point. Oh, yeah, it does make sense. Which is where- interesting that one of the biggest games from nintendo in america is mario 64 super mario 64 mm. and that happens to right, be right. open world relatively yep, speaking yep, yep, yep. i guess that's why that's why maybe that's why everyone made a big deal about uh, breath of wild because it was open world which i get it it is open world and designed well yeah never mind that pretend i wasn't going to say that because <laughs> it's a one. I was wrong it's a one game yeah. in recent time and that's where all of the uh praise has come you're not going to get a new final fantasy game that's going to be open world i mean they tried to do it with 15 but it wasn't open i love 15 it was beautiful i love the story but it just wasn't too open world right yeah maybe i didn't play enough i put, put in like 100 hours though i have not played a final fantasy game since final fantasy 9 Get back on that train, man. You got 10, 11, <laughs> actually 10, 12, I'm 12 just, again, 12 again, again, 13, 13 again. <laughs> yeah, I 15. know. But like, I liked Final Fantasies, but I'm not a person who, who, who was a big fan of turn-based combat. The sole exception being Pokemon, which was just dope. So it was like, whatever. But hey, I, teach I, his own. I love RPGs, man. That's the problem where I love the RPG element. I love the story element. It is just the combat element. That's why Kingdom Hearts is so good. It's like any game that allows that open sort of element combat. You you know, Hmm. Batman games, the dark. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts, man, we should just do an episode on Kingdom Hearts news because there's so much and so little at the same time. I don't know what's going (sighs) on with that game. I don't know. I I don't know. I just think that. Disney's acquiring so much new content and they've moved in such a different direction that my biggest fear is that they try to squash the game. No, which would make no, no don't sense. You see that. You bite your tongue, sir. I don't which know. Is. I fear conglomerates and their irrational decision making. The one yeah, right. And it has to be Square Enix doing it. And I just want to play with a freaking lightsaber. Just having a lightsaber there would be so ridiculous <laughs> lightsaber keyblade bro Ooh, how cool would that be i didn't even think about it too wow. oh my goodness oh my goodness but you know, it, you know it's been so it's been so long since they come out with the game it's gonna be a lot of expectation a lot of pressure and there's been so much content that disney's acquired since and i'm curious i i wish that if kingdom hearts 3 is coming out on xbox that they'll eventually release the other the one and two in a, you know, on the, I don't know on why Xbox? they wouldn't. Yeah, I, no, I mean, uh, I think so. Actually, I have 
what is it 2.5 and 1.5 which includes all the ds games and stuff like that all the handheld games for kingdom hearts mm-hmm. on ps3 and ps4 so they definitely released them other system that we both don't have right now yeah exactly wait you know what happened to your ps4 no i I don't have a ps4 i never had one but i did buy the game because my roommate at the time had a ps4 and Uh, i could play it (laughs) but well yeah the last playstation i owned was playstation 2 because everyone owned playstation 2 everyone did yeah gamecube was the exception everyone oh yeah Nintendo, Nintendo. Oh, my heart strengths. I love GameCube. I know. Yo, Nintendo, can we get a Smash, please? Nintendo, can we get the Switch? Nintendo, can we get there. a sponsorship, please? A partner program, please? <laughs> bro, Yo, we, no we can color your roster up, bro. We're going straight we, for Nintendo. Yeah, we're going yeah. straight for Nintendo. I want to color up their roster. Yeah, we'll rep them so hard. I would rep so Nintendo sweet. so hard. Well, this is our Kirby segment, and uh, yep, you just this, you're just gonna take it, you swallow it all, and you're just exactly. Gonna, or Xbox, t- if you want to win us over, up to you guys. It's a battle. We're gonna leave it to you. Hey, right. First to reach Love. out. We're we're, we're welcoming <laughs> offers. People likes games on Twitter. Hit us up. Yes, at 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 follow. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Check out my mixtape. <laughs> fire. Fire. And then you throw that fire straight into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> fuego, fuego. Even if you don't like what you hear, just leave a positive review because you should. It'll get you good fire. Fuego, fuego. Anyway. All right, all right. That's all for this week. Uh, we'll be back again on Tuesday with a little bit more news for you and maybe a, an extra segment and a surprise interview uh, with uh, an interesting interesting team uh, anyway that's all for today talk to you later guys appreciate you listening to us rambling right yes pause period now I gotta fucking go back and edit out all your pauses <laughs> you guys <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely went off a little bit. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. That was the whole point of it. That was, so. that was good. That was good.